Hello and welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. How are you doing? Thank you for hitting on the button. Hope you're well. Hope if you're in the UK, you're enjoying the sunshine. Summer has finally arrived. Temperatures soaring. We can dry our clothes outside for the first time in about a year and um, get a bit of get a bit of sun, get a bit of vitamin D, all that kind of good stuff. Get outside. The alfresco dining and drinking is certainly more enjoyable in this this environment isn't it so i hope you're all good and i hope uh, you have a good rest of the week thank you to the sponsors too bang Olufsen of cheltenham and serene av specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installation so bang Olufsen cheltenham with the finest bno equipment through bno underscore cheltenham on twitter and Instagram, I believe have a Facebook presence. Of course, the official website. Get in touch with Jason Briggs and his team for Bangalovson top-notch equipment. I'm wearing a pair of their headphones right now. Love them. Uh, but also through Serene AV can source and design a bespoke home entertainment solution for you. Big screens, whatever it might be. Come to your home and really tailor it to your vision and your budget. So it's worth getting in touch with them. And they're housed in the courtyard in Montpellier in Cheltenham, not far from me. So a very good local company that supports the local football team, Cheltenham Town as well. And I mentioned vitamin D, obviously no need for supplementation at the moment if you're able to get out, get some sunshine on your skin. But it, that's in the UK at least. I'm not sure where you may be listening to this. You may be in the, the sort of uh, antipodes where it's winter, Australia, New Zealand, although it's, I think Australian winter probably counts as better than UK summer, doesn't it, most of the time. Uh, but nonetheless, um, in terms of supplementation, really appreciate this the ongoing association with Cytoplan, food-based supplement company that my father, Dr. Mark Draper, has been working as a consultant for for 20 years and has helped design supplements and particularly his area of focus is micronutrition. He's lectured in that extensively and researched that, particularly the soil samples in the UK and where we may be relatively deplete due to industrial farming in uh, substances like selenium zinc and other areas to, to look at vitamin d3 is a key one of course over winter when the sunlight isn't well it's not really around is it here in the uk uh but it's 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 a good one-stop shop in terms of supplementation i've just ordered immune complete 2 from cytoplan which has pretty much everything you need in it all the b6 b12 as well vitamin c and then there's foundation formula, which my wife prefers, which is kind of the forerunner to immune complete, but it comes in more of a tablet form rather than a capsule. So she's uh, a big fan of that, but it's uh, cytoplan.co.uk is the website, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. Just laughing because my daughter, six-year-old daughter's peered over my shoulder in her bath towel. So I better, better crack on with this introduction. But for the discount for cytoplan, if you are looking to optimize your immunity, if it's a specific supplement you're looking for, or a general multivitamin, vitamin, whatever it is, then the discount code in the association with the podcast is DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, my last name, the numerals one zero and the capital letter R. Right, let's get on to a man we had on the podcast last year, local boxing star to me in Gloucester, Riddy Riddy rival is his moniker. Akeem Ennis Brown is his given name. And I think he's now using that on most of his social media. And indeed, that's where how he's listed on BoxRec. But he is the British and Commonwealth super lightweight champion. Spoke to him before his title fight against Philip Bowes last year. Great to get him back on the podcast. He is the champion. He's now hoping to make his first defense next month in July. And he's going to tell us all about that. But it's a fine man, real inspiration. And actually trains at a gym called the Fight Factory in Gloucester where my nephew 
who's six years of age and full of vim and vigor and uh, plenty of punches, has been training on a Saturday uh, under the stewardship, I think, overall of John Pittman, who trains Riddy. So it's been great to get him on the podcast. And we talked a little bit about my nephew as well here. But it is the, the one and only, the British and Commonwealth champion, Riddy Riddy rival, a.k.a. Akeem Ennis Brown. Riddy, Riddy Rival, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm all good, my bro. How you been, man? I'm very well. I'm very well. I've got a week off this week. Loving the, the sunshine as a football fan, getting nervous and excited about the Euros coming up as well. And um, yeah. whether anything's going anything's gonna to happen there. But how's the weather been for you? You've been out on the track, haven't you? Has it been hot work? Mate, the weather's amazing, bro. Like It's good because the stage of camp as well, we normally be wanting to go, well, when it's like the weather's terrible, we normally want to be flying away to a different country and that. So because yeah. we haven't been able to do that, it's like, it's great that the weather now is just beautiful. So it's making up for us. I feel like I'm in Spain on a beach training. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's good, man. You know, it felt good. <laughs> in, that, in the heart of Gloucester. So have you been have you been doing been doing running on the track? What time are you doing that? Because it, is it hot? I suppose it's all hot relative to the UK, right? Because like you say, if you're in Spain or the Canary Islands, it's a different type of heat. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we went track yesterday. Um, we normally do it in the morning, but it's funny because like yesterday, Normally we do it like around about 11-ish, whatever. But yesterday we did it really early. Like we did the track early because um, schools are back. So we had to use it before the schools get on there. So we was there like about like eight, um, like eight. But it was still hot. Like by the time we got there, it was like eight. It was like just kind of mild. By the time half eight, nine, it was baking, bro. You know what I mean? Like I'm toasted thinking, what the heck? So it's so Surreal. nice. It's beautiful to be running in this weather and on the track in a nice weather. And like I say, it makes me feel like I'm in Spain on the track. Yeah, warm, yeah warms, nice. warms the muscles as well, doesn't it? If you're doing kind of explosive work, you're kind of less likely to tweak things. Definitely. Way better than training in the winter because in the winter, you always pick up little niggles and injuries because of the cold. So you're getting a lot less of that now, man. So it's beautiful. Yeah, nice. Good man. I can't believe it's been nine months since your, your, your fight against Philip Bowes, but you British and, and Commonwealth champion, how does that still feel? Does it still kind of give you a warm glow every day when you wake up? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's a nice feeling of that. Um, it kind of sunk in now and I've, kind of own the position now so um yeah it's nice but I'm just ready for what's next now you know like for me I'm always been one of them guys what always set my standards high so even if it's a case of um I don't know any titles I've ever won I've always looked so forward to winning them titles from the English the WBC or I ordered them but once I get them the next day I'm thinking what's next what's next you know what I mean so <laughs> for because like you said it's been nine months it's been okay to be able to enjoy being British Commonwealth champion for a bit before moving on to what's next but yeah, man, I'm ready for what's next, man. I'm ready for the, the big the big ones now, definitely. Yeah, what's happened then? Because you had this undefeated rise through the ranks where you, you were kind of avoided because you're, you're such an awkward competitor and, and people probably didn't know how to beat you and perhaps there wasn't a lot of money because your your profile wasn't stratospheric like some other guys. What's what's it been like since you become the champ? Has it been difficult getting fights? There was a fight penciled in, wasn't there, at one point? Yeah, man, um, nah, the offers are flooding. and <laughs> It's easy to get fights now. Like It's yeah. weird. The day after... They, the day before I won the well, before I won the British Commonwealth title, like you said, I was most avoided in the super lightweight division. I couldn't get no fights. It was hard, you know. What I mean, they were trying to shut me out. The minute I got made mandatory and then won the British Commonwealth title, the next day, mate, the office was flooding. <laughs> it, like, you know, yeah, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. Duh, duh. Like everyone said, shut now, you know. So I was like, it felt good. I just sat there and just smiling and saying, like, you know, it feels good to be yeah. the most wanted. Go from being the most avoided to now the most wanted. So it's, it's a nice feeling, you know. So, but yeah, we been a fight. Um, out of all the options you're going to have, I looked through the list and I said, like, like, I like, always like a challenge. I picked the hardest one. Yeah. Was an undefeated fighter, Sam Maxwell, you know what I mean? So I mm. said, I'll give him his shot. 
a voluntary, not a mandatory voluntary. I said I want to pick it myself. Um, but yeah, that kind of like fell through due to injury and that. And just wait to try to get that back on. You know what I mean? I don't really want to miss out on that one because I want to challenge myself with the next one in line. I don't want to take yeah. an easy fight. I don't want to move on to something else. So he's the one I got my eyes set on to beat and show the the British public, the world, like what I'm about. You know what I mean? And salute myself as a real champion. I don't want to be one of these guys who just won the title and then vacate. I want to defend against a great fighter and show that yo, I'm the real champ. You know, I deserve to be champ. Who's that again? Who's this competitor that you you mentioned there? Sander. It's not Sam Maxwell. Sam Maxwell. Sam Maxwell. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So, and what about the European title? Because that's Sandor Martin, isn't it? Is that anyone that you're interested yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was interested in fighting him, and that was that was the option I was looking at after after defending the British. Um, that was the option I was looking at. You know, what I mean, going for. Um, but then to be honest, you know, I want the European. I always like me. I want to win all the traditional bouts. You know yeah. I mean? If I go to world level, you know, what I mean, um, so from the English, the British Commonwealth and the European, that would be beautiful. But I, the Sandor Martin guy, like, unless I can get him over here in Britain or the title goes vacant, then I think I'll probably miss out the European because I'm not really a fan of how the Spanish people are treating the, the British fighters, you know? I've mm. seen a couple of British fighters go over there to Spain. I've even seen the English champion, K Prosper, go fight Sandor Martin in Spain. And the way that decision went was so dodgy. And I don't mean the decision and the judging because I believe Sandor Martin won. But I mean, like, the referee was getting involved so much, helping Sandor Martin. Anytime K Prosper would lay a shot on him, um, the referee take points. You know what I mean? I've never seen so much corruption like that in my life, like, so publicly, blatantly. You know, like, yeah. when you see corruption in fights and they try to be sly and disguise it, this was just so obvious. You know what I mean? And I was bringing up my coach, John. I said, Yeah, we are not going to Spain, man. You know what I mean? We're, we're avoiding <laughs> that one right there. You know what I mean? If they get him over here, we'll fight. But if not, then we have to miss that one out. So for me, I would like to fight Sandor Martin. I think Sandor Martin, great fighter. It'd be a nice name to add to my record, but I think I got the beating of him all day long. Mm. But right now, if, if less we can get it on fair terms, you know what I mean? Then I think I'll just go to the international route. Yeah, look at, yeah, look at Sandor Martin looking at his, his record. He's mainly for in Spain. He's got the EBU European title and Sam Maxwell, yeah. who you're talking about, has a WBO version of a European yeah. title, which is we kind of confusing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we don't count them. We don't count them. We count them. We can't IBF European and WBO European. We count them as half European title. That's how I look at them as like yeah. half of a European title. But the EBU or Sandra Martin, that's the big one. That's the main one. That's the full title. That's the traditional European title. So we, we class that as European. So yeah. That's why that's why the British has got such a great ring to it, hasn't it? Because it's got history and it's it's un, unequivocal that you're the best in, in Britain when you get that belt. There's no sort of different versions of it and different alternatives. Nah. 100% and it's like it's like one of the oldest bouts I mean I think it is the oldest bout mm. when they started making titles and bouts and stuff like that the first bout ever made I think was the British title you know what I mean before then the team used to use bouts I, I believe if I check my history right but from what I've done I think yeah the British title so I think that's why it carries so much weight you know so yeah yeah good stuff so when are you hoping to get out then when is the Maxwell fight potentially going to happen well, we're looking, we've been rescheduled and we're waiting for them to announce the dates but I've been told that it should be looking for the end of July so, end of July on the Frank Warren show. So, um, BT Sports. So, it's literally waiting um, for that. You know what I mean? To literally go out there and just literally cream him, smoke him, beat him, <laughs> steal the show, go out there. You know what I mean? Because obviously, Sam Max are either, either, either that's their home show, whatever. So, I'm yeah. the guy coming in. They think they're going to take the title off me. But I'm coming in to cause the upset and show them that this ain't happening. You know what I mean? I'll keep my title. I'm just going to just beat your guy in style and look good and bounce, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so, he's, so a hackney, he's a hackney boy. He's London. So, would that be in the BT studios, was it? Because that's right right on his doorstep, isn't it, I suppose, if you fight there? Yeah, I, I don't... I know it could be in London. I don't know where it could be. They haven't told us... Um, they haven't given us all the information yet. They just told us just July, end of July, be ready. That's all they've said. Um, I think they're trying to keep the cards close to their chest. 
like I said, they ain't trying to do me no favor. So they're probably he probably knows all the information. Mm. I probably know Jack Squat. I just been told just be ready for the date. So it's literally that. That's all I need to know. I don't matter. You tell me I'm fighting here, there, my back garden, I'm fighting on Mars, space, wherever. You know what I mean? It don't matter. I'm gonna turn up ready and I'm gonna beat you and look good doing it. So that's all I need to know. <laughs> Good man, good man. Well, I'm looking at actually, I'm looking at the records of Sam Maxwell, the British fighter, the English fighter, and then Sandor Martin, the Spanish European champion. They both fought Joe Hughes relatively recently. Have you, have you contacted Joe at all? Will you speak to him about fighting Maxwell? Nah, I'm not really contacted Joe. Um, didn't really need to contact. I watched Joe, Joe's fight against Maxwell. I watched Joe's fight against Sandor Martin, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't really need to. Contact I mean, he's a miracle him. man, Joe, and so he fights one handed, doesn't he? So it's a different, different yeah. thing. Good fighter, Joe Hughes, man. Very good fighter. I feel like he's a fighter who's never had his props. A lot mm. of props. He's, had it, he's done it the hard way and stuff like that. And he never really... He like, you know, he gets respect, but he never got the full respect I think he's due, you know? And um, I don't know whether that's just bound to be in, like, a lot. Like, Joe's a very nice guy, respectful guy. So mm. maybe, like they say, closed mouths don't get fed. So maybe him being so respectful quiet has made him not really get the best, the most opportunities, you know what I mean? But that's not his style. He's not really like me who's going to make a lot of noise and stuff like that. So... Um, but definitely Joe Hughes is a great fighter and can handle his own. And even down to like when Sam Maxwell beat Joe Hughes, like mm. I don't believe I don't believe Sam Maxwell beat the best Joe Hughes. I don't believe none of them. I don't believe Sandal Martin or um, Sam Maxwell beat the best Joe Hughes. I know Joe Hughes from back in the day. Like I used to spar with Joe Hughes when he was English champion. Mm. I was like in the ABA, like you know what I mean, in amateur boxing 17, coming up and he was English champion. I remember Joe Hughes, but then he was a beast, you know what I mean? I remember coming through the rankings and then seeing Joe Hughes and then even when he fight like people like Jack Katz and Tarana, guys yeah. like then he used to have his best performances. He was a he was a great fighter, you know what I mean? These guys never got that fight against him. Like they didn't fight that same fighter. And if they did, I believe like, you know what I mean? I believe I definitely believe Sam Maxwell fought Joe Hughes back then, um Joe Hughes would have beat him hundred percent. Mm. Sandra Martin, who, who knows? You know what I mean? Maybe I still don't think Sandra Martin beat the best Joe Hughes, but it's a bit like to me, like when I watched them fights with him, it looked like Joe Hughes just aged overnight. You know what I mean? I don't mm. know if he had injuries or aged or what. I don't know. I'm not making no excuses for him, yeah. but I definitely, definitely know that them guys did not beat the the best Joe Hughes out there. So they kind yeah. of got lucky with that. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. He's another West Country boy, and he's he's um, fantastic in terms of achievement, winning a European title against Andreas Scarpa. He's been on yeah. the podcast as well. I interviewed him down down in Bristol, I think, or near Bristol. It is his Jimmy's. He's a, he's a good guy, but how, how's good life guy. been in, with the family as well? Is your little boy, is he aware of you becoming champ? Has that sunk in for him? Yeah, he knows I'm the champ and he's, he's, I don't think to him, he much he notices the difference. And the only thing I think he notices the difference now is that daddy's working harder. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I probably, not to say you don't see me less, but it's weird, man. Like, I'm just always like, mate, from early I'm in the gym, from yeah. late at night I'm in the gym. So rarely, like when I'm in camp, don't really get to see him as much as I would like to. And I think, and I tried to explain to him that, you know what, like, if you know that daddy's doing this for you right now, it's a sacrifice I've got a mate right now. And as much as I want to spend a lot more time with my son, it's just got to be done, you know? But mm. I think he's starting to understand it. At first, he didn't quite understand it, but he's starting to understand it. And then he definitely understands it when every time I win a big fight, he gets the good old shopping spring at the toy store. So he, <laughs> he, he, not, he, he looks forward to that part, you know? Like, daddy, go on, go trade. Come on, you got to buy me some toys when you win. Like, you good, know, man. So. good man, good <laughs> that? But that's interesting, your response to becoming champion is to double down, isn't it? Because there's not a sense of having made it. Is that actually, I suppose, regalvanized you to focus on, on the trade? 100%, man, 100%. Like, in my eyes, within the British Commonwealth title, a lot of fighters would be like, yeah, we made it, we've done it. Like, for me, I just feel like it just started, you know? Like, it literally yeah. just started. And this is where all the stuff, I always say it, like, everything I've done before, all my fights before, my 30 fights before this, or whatever you call it, 
was all just to get to this point. You know what I mean? That was literally mm. just learning to get to this point now. Now the real fun begins. Like now the real game starts, you know? So, and it's like, at the same time, you you have looked like it just started or you look like you're halfway there to get to where you really want to be. And for me, it's like, why would I slow up now? Why would I stop now? And especially if you know, if you look at history and stuff, you know that things get harder now or it, it really gets, or you're going to meet the real fighters. Or I don't know. It's like, for me, I want to go all the way. So, Definitely now I'm gonna give it all I've got and yeah. like every fight after I, I I do I always like try to up my game even more so it's a case of that so for this fight I'm gonna up my game when I finish this whether I fight a Sandal Martin or somebody else I'm gonna up my game whether I go into the world champion fight for a title I'm gonna up my game to a whole never level and yeah. that's how I see it and the better the fight it always brings out the best in me so yeah man you gotta just keep on rising to the occasion I guess. What what do you make of um of what's happened with Josh Taylor in the undisputed champ in your division? Do you expect him to still be there when you're when you've risen through the ranks, or do you expect him to move up now? Yeah, I expect him to move up. Yeah, definitely move up. Like there's way more money from up in an ever weights and if I was him, I'd move up. You know what I mean? Like what's the yeah. point of staying down? You you cleared up everything. All Josh Taylor gonna get now by staying down there is a whole lot of different mandatories of fighters who ain't gonna earn him nowhere near the money he can get by going and challenging for titles you know what I mean yeah. not only that if you've done it and you won the bouts why not like if you do anything like me or how fighters should be you're going to always want to set yourself for new challenges isn't it so yeah. like you don't want to like I don't and I don't strike Josh Lee don't strike me one of the people what want to just play easy and do what he's done and stay in the easy lane you know what I mean especially if you could get beat down here and then all them big fights disappear anyway so he might have one defence at this weight like you know what I mean maybe honour his fight against Jack Catcher maybe personally mm. I don't reckon I don't I just don't personally reckon I think there's way more bigger fights yet out there, whether he fights upper weight goes moves up to wild, uh, or even if he, if one of them lightweight guys move up and he fights one of them guys, you know what I mean? Regardless, yeah. I believe um there's way more bigger fights. But then even with the even with the lightweight guys moving up, I think he still he would have to vacate the WBO at least, you know what I mean? Because mm. Jack Catch goes next in line for that. But I don't I don't think he fights him next. You know what I mean? So one way or another, I think he can either move up or fight someone else. You know what I mean? One of the big bigger names. Impressive though, isn't it? His achievement: eighteen fights to become undisputed champion at, at super lightweight, That's... like like Welter in, in old money. Yeah, it's mad, man. It's mad when you look at it like that. It's so mad and what he's achieved, what he's done, and great guy, great fighter. Um, it's so much. Knows what you could dream to do. You know what I mean? So. And especially, that's what I'm saying, like, 18 fights, you said yourself, 18 fights, he's ready, unified the vision in 18 fights. Why, yeah. like, why, I cannot see him when I get there, I cannot see him still being, I can't see, like, by, uh, obviously I'm, like, maybe 18 months to two years away from getting to that big, the big world titles, I can't see him still being at the weight, you know what I mean? I definitely see him moving on to, like, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Regis Progre's come back as well, hasn't he? He's won a couple of fights since the Josh Taylor match. Interesting that he's still yeah. Rougarou is still a, is still around in the division, which might be an interesting matchup for you at some point if he stays there. Hundred percent. If he's still there, I take that fight all day long. You know, what I mean, I want all the best fights. All the best fights was was out there, man. So yeah, I'm down for everybody to get it. Hey, I've got to tell you a story because you're still at the Fight Factory, aren't you? And um, my nephew uh, is Jacob Halloran, so he hasn't got the same name as me. And he's, he's blonde hair, blue eyes, but he's been training. He's six years of age on the Saturday morning. On the, okay. uh, the fight factory training, he's loving it. He's uh, he's getting stuck in there, there in Gloucester as well. It's fascinating to see him because he's he got his own boxing gloves and, and bag earlier in the year, and he's just been punching everyone, uppercutting everyone. But now he's <laughs> he's managed to take it out. He's started to take it out in the class, but he's loving it. And the, my my brother-in-law's loving it because he said it's absolutely no nonsense. Like compared to the other classes they go to, it's like right, get out. Yeah, get, yeah, get yeah. Yeah, the coaches are there. They're proper serious on the Saturday one, like especially with the kids. It's proper like army regimen. But when I see when I, I sometimes when I see the kids, and I think man, the kids have got a lot of respect anyway. Because you see a lot of people want to play about whatever. But sometimes when they come in that class, it's just like straight boom. 
this how you yeah. do it. But if you don't like it, go. And you can see the kids are really want to learn and really want to do it because they listen and then they don't really they don't really play about, man. So it's very yeah. good. And I'll look out for your nephew, man. Definitely I'll look out for him and like big him up when I see him, man. Definitely I'm down there. I'll give him a little shout. Yeah, he's quite a sto- he's quite a stocky little lad, blonde hair, blue eyes, and he's um yeah, Jacob Halloran. I don't he, Halloran. He, yeah, I don't know if he is a southpaw. I don't think he will develop that way, but I think he um he uses his left foot for kicking a ball, but I think he actually sort of punches orthodox. So it's interesting to okay. see how he not <laughs> it's early days, but it's it's interesting to see the change. Like he needed that that outlet. He was just full of energy. He was barreling into yeah. the living room every time he came round and like going uppercut and trying to kind of take people on and, and fighting his sister and all this stuff. So it's been great for him to ch- <laughs> to channel it into something, which I think he's he's enjoyed it the most out of all the sports he's tried. You know, football, rugby, the whole, the whole yeah, thing. yeah. So but that's good. the thing. Bo- boxing is just something else. Like you know, I mean, like even as a kid, like all the sports you try, you can play all loads of different sports. There's nothing like boxing, man. You know what I mean? Like from football to rugby. Yeah. Obviously, the boxing is so unique where you find out a lot about yourself. You don't got no one else to rely on, no one else to pull you up or help you when times get rough or hard. It's all about you. So if you're not ready or cut out for it, you're going to find out that. And then all secrets get told in that ring. If you haven't been training or you haven't been de- dedicating yourself, you're going, to, you're going to find out and it's going to be told in that ring. So there's no hiding in that ring. So that's why I say but there's nothing else like boxing and then it takes a lot for whether you're a kid out or whatever when you get in that ring you do it it shows a lot about yourself because mm. you see the people who don't want to do it you know what I mean and it's not easy you know what I mean so pick up your nephew man pick up your nephew <laughs> for finding that you know what I mean yeah I don't think they're sparring or anything yet but he's certainly loving just the, the combination the training, even, just the, even just the training and that man it's like show, shows so much about yourself you learn so much about yourself mm. the discipline and I think I think I think every kid needs boxing because it will prepare you for life. You know what I mean? Adulthood. Yeah. Right? I think it will prepare you. And it don't mean nothing about contact or getting hit. Just even just the training and what it takes, like, will, you know what I mean, mould you into a decent um, decent man with morals, yeah. Yeah, it's just the restless energy they seem to have at that age, particularly young boys around five. You sort of get a testosterone dump or something, and they just get really kind of yeah. antsy, and they just need to need to channel their energy and need some need some sort of wrestling or punching or whatever it is to to get rid of it. But in terms of for you becoming British and Commonwealth champion, has it have people expected you to be more lavish, to to party more? Is that is that been a difficulty in your lifestyle at all, or has it just been something that people have respected that you, you you're knuckling down? No, hundred percent. It's weird, you know, because someone else said that to me the other day. They're like. Like, you wouldn't really... Obviously, everybody in Gloucester knows I'm the British champion. I'm the probably... Loads of people, like... Gloucester now starting to get a big following for boxing. Yeah. Like, loads more boxing clubs are starting to open. Loads of people are trying to turn pro. Loads of people are starting to just box and take up boxing. So, it's like... They say that I'm the main one. So, everybody knows me as being that boxer, the guy, the British champ, whatever. But then a lot of people are it's like... You don't really act like it. You know what I mean? Like, you expect you to be more playing on it or whatever or showing up or whatever and for me that's just not my style you know what I mean that's not my mm. style like, don't get me wrong I'm confident um, I like to show whatever but that's for in the ring outside the ring I'm like I like to be humble you know what I mean I like to be humble respectful and just get on with my life you know what I mean enjoy myself my family whatever I've never really been tight to be all out here whatever but don't get me wrong Um, yeah I like to be the champ and go out and have a little fun here and there but it's yeah. never been my style to be the loud one. I look at me, I'm the champ. Yo, like, <laughs> I feel like it kind of makes me cringe, you know? So, yeah, yeah it was good. It's a good like, stay, stay hungry, stay humble. Yeah, it's a good, good way of and, and, and that's the thing as well. It's like I've always wanted to never be the guy who takes my eye off the ball, you know what I mean? Like, even I'm the champ, I still see myself as a challenger because I haven't got, I'm not at the top yet. I haven't got the world titles all about shit, you know what I mean? So, I'm still the challenger in my eyes. And yeah, I'm the champ of Britain or I'm the best of Britain, whatever you want to call it. But there's still a long way for me to go. So I can't take my out of and think I'm the man or I made it. So I gotta keep going, man. You know what I mean? I gotta keep going. And I wanna I wanna be the the guy with the champ, but with that still hunger and that mentality of hunger and wanting to get it, you know? So yeah. 
Well, that's great stuff to hear. And how's, your, and how's your trainer, John Pittman? Is he adjusted to you becoming champion? Is it, is it refining technical stuff as you look to get to the next level? Is that what he's, he's working on? Yeah, it's mad. Like, like I said, like every fight, every stage, every level we reach, I, like, I, I raise my game. But what I love about it is my whole team raises their game too, from John to Scott, Tony, um, my sponsors, like my, my, my meal people, my nutritionist, everybody like me, they all raise their game. You know what I mean? And I love it. You know what I mean? Because especially John, like, you know I mean, he definitely, like, I mean, he lives for this, loves this, and he's always can't wait to get to this stage, you know? And then sometimes I just say to him, like, you know, I don't think this is it. You know, we got way more to go, you know? So, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> he, he knows it, you know? He knows it, like, he said, we've got, we got a European to go, we got the world to go, whatever way we want to go about it. Like, we still got to keep on learning, getting better and adjusting, you know? But Awesome. And, it, and the, sponsors it, it, st- the sponsors stuck by you as well, didn't you? mention them, because I know that last year in the lockdown, they, they kind of got you through. And I suppose now those those offers are becoming more plentiful. Yeah, 100%. Like, loads more sponsors, loads of more, more interest, stuff like that. So, it's, this is great. You know what I mean? It's great to see everybody who's stepping from bottom to top. And even in the gym, you walk in the gym and there's a new atmosphere, a new vibe. I think everybody loves the fact of just having their own British come out champ, you know, someone who's doing something, the real deal. So it's nice. I think it's a nice feeling. It grows on people. It grows for everybody. People lift off it. It's good for the area. It's interesting you mentioned that, the pride of the area. Do you feel that? Because Gloucester's not known, as you know, for, for boxing. It's, it's not known for football. It's rugby, isn't it? It's a, it's a rugby, rugby and a horse racing part of the world we live in. So it's, it's different, but that is, it's a point of pride, isn't it? If you've got the, the British and Commonwealth champion. Well, I think, I think for our city, it's a good thing because, like you say, it's a rugby city. But you think with rugby, rugby is only interested if you're interested in rugby, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, and not everywhere around cares about rugby. So, Gloucester's big for rugby, but not everyone cares about rugby. But for boxing, regardless if you're saying big for it or not, boxing is worldwide, you know what I mean? So, if you yeah. can't do something big in your city for boxing or something like that was worldwide, then you know what I mean? It, it grows, you know. So, I think and I think the city's happy to have something for us, like, yeah, we got that. Oh, you like boxing? Yeah, well, we got a British coach, like, yeah, like, so. I think it's good to be able to make the city grow from that. And like I said, there's loads of people from younger than me or whatever. Like, but this whole city starting to take on boxing. Loads more gyms have opened. Um, loads of people are turning pro and trying to box. And it's a nice little feel. So, like I said, I reckon you give me five years, I'm going to turn Gloucester into a boxing city, you know, <laughs> and leave it to the next, the next generation to take over. So, yeah. Hey. It's funny, a friend of mine, Mark Weir, as well, former UFC fighter, he's, he's trying to put MMA on the map and he's got a guy called Christian Mark, Dun- Duncan at his Mark his Weir, gym. yeah, I know Mark Weir. Yeah, Mark Weir. He's, um, and Christian, yeah, Christian's flying as well, you know what I mean? Like, even that Christian, he just um, turned pro with MMA and that, and it? Yeah, he's yeah. flying and doing his thing as well. So it's good, man, you know what I mean? And, and that's what we want, bro, you know what I mean? Like, for me, I want a whole city, a combat city, a combat sports city, you know what I mean? It would be great. And people know that, yeah, that, they, they don't play about down there, you know what I mean? So whether <laughs> Christian puts it on the map for MMA, I put it on the map for boxing, we've got the ever people, but I've always said our city's been great, like Gloucester's been great for like, you've got so much talent and people just don't even know, you know what I mean? Some people just don't even know and don't really get a look in and all it really takes is one person to bust through the door, kick open the doors and people start taking a look and you'll see that, yo, the city's actually mad, like even though it's a small little place, it's not just a little farm town, it's got so much activity going there, like yo, yeah. you need to go invest in the city and see what's, what's cracking. Yeah, you mentioned farm town and perception. Obviously, it's a multicultural city as well, which you guys reflect, you and Christian and Mark Weir as well. That's important, isn't it? Because people may not know that from the outside until you go to Gloucester, that there's many different people from many different backgrounds. 100% different races, different religions, all sorts, you know what I mean? And it's nuts because, yeah, when you look at it like that, and that's one thing I'm proud of my city for being, you know what I mean? Like so much different colours, races, religions, everything. But it's all welcoming, you know what I mean? It's not like a place where, you're going to feel, you come to sit, you're going to feel unwanted, unwelcome, whatever. It's like, it's, it's all, we're all welcome, you've open arms and everybody gets welcomed in. So it's nice, man. It's nice, nice city. Even though it's small, not much going on yet, but it's a nice community and it's safe. You know what I mean, it's easy going, yeah. it's safe. Not a lot of 
badness going there. You know what I mean? And that's one thing I don't like about certain things. Is like cities will get like make the news for the worst stuff. Yeah, and I've seen that a lot over the years. Like even my city, like gets made all the all the headlines will be the stuff about bad this and that, bad stuff, crime, whatever. But like, what about all the good stuff? What happens? They don't really get shown. So I'm happy to be able to be in a newspaper all the time, showing the city's got bare good stuff. And then other people come through, like you see Christian, everything coming through, showing us loads of stuff. And and over the years, I think that's what gonna be gonna be. You know, it's gonna be loads more of that because. The city is a nice place and a good place. So, yeah, great. Yeah, and the country's changing post-lockdown. People are moving out of London, balancing out. So it's interesting places like Gloucester and, and even Cheltenham, where I live, it's, it's, it's sort of on the up and it, it's buzzing. It's it's really good. But so, so Maxwell, when are we going to fight Maxwell? Is that end of the summer, do you think, next couple of months? End, end of July. End of July. So that's that in. Wait for the, the date to be announced. I can't really announce the full date yet. What's cool. not, but I know it's end of July. Um, I'm waiting on more information to where, when, and everywhere it's going to be. Like, that. like I said, I'm sure he knows everything, but <laughs> they're trying to give me no information because they probably want to catch me off guard, but it don't matter. I stay ready all the time. Um, and no matter what, like, like I say, we're going to, these bouts are staying here in Gloucester, man. They're not going nowhere. They're staying right here. And Good. yeah, we're going to move on to great and better things. So that's like to blow this guy away quick. Good man. Well, I know my good friend Spencer Fear on Masternology works as an analyst on, on the Channel 5 stuff you've done at MTK and in different places. Yeah. He's very much a big fan of yours and thinks you'll be very, very hard to beat because of your, your style as, as you go up. And it's it's fantastic to get, get your take ready. So how do people follow? Obviously, they'll get it. Gloucestershire Live will be online. They'll get the news about your your next match. But you are on uh, social media as well, aren't you? You'll, you'll put it there. Yeah, yeah. Social media. So you can, they can all follow me. Um, my Instagram is Menace Brown. Twitter's Akeem and Brown. Um, my Facebook's really, really rival. So, you know what I mean? Um, people, think yeah, you're two, people think you're two people, I think, sometimes, don't they? That's the thing. It's, it's, it's funny that, you know, that's why I'm about to kind of change it back to the one name of my original name because it's like, I can see people getting a bit confused thinking it's two people until they see me on TV and they're like, oh, what? That's, that's one person, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, But yeah. yeah, nah, they need to know really, really rival, aka Akeem and Brown is one person and you're going to go on to do great things. So tune in. Really, Akeem, great to speak to you, whatever your name is, you're doing fantastic work and I hope to speak to <laughs> you soon. Good man. Nah, cheers, my brother, Ed. Take it easy, bro. Well, I wait the news about that matchup, hopefully with, with Akeem, Ennis Brown, really, really rival. Glad he's clarified that with his double identity online as my daughter just clambers over my shoulders there. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, good to speak to him and I wish him the best of luck in that matchup with Sam Maxwell. Keep on top of Akeem's social media for that announcement. I'll write a piece up as well on that chat for skysports.com. Uh, if you follow him, if you're uh, keen to to follow his story, wonderful character and as I say, a trailblazer in Gloucester, local city to me in the west of England here, not known previously for being a huge boxing place, but certainly there's a the burgeoning community with really at the centre of it. And great to get his uh, insight. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you to the sponsors, as ever. Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. Great local company franchise of Bang Olufsen, led by Jason Briggs, big football fan, Manchester United fan. I'm sure he's getting nervous about the European Championships coming up. I will try and do something during the Euros with some friends and colleagues, maybe talking about... England and Wales. My father's Welsh and Scotland and everything else in between. Big tournament coming to Europe and a lot to Wembley, actually, to London, which is fantastic. My day job at Sky Sports News is going to have a studio at Wembley, which is fantastic. I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK, so we're really looking forward to that football tournament and the rest of the summer sport unfolding. And remember, if you are looking to optimize your immunity, looking forward to get some fish oil, actually, I'm a bit stiff lately, going jogs three times a week 
trying to do some kettlebells as well and some pull-ups uh, looking to get beach fit <laughs> in decent shape now i've hit 40 over the past month but looking to supplement that the fish oil help with the recovery as well hopefully when that comes and immune complete that has the selenium the zinc magnesium chromium and all the the regular vitamins c d3 the key ones the vitamins you may call them whatever part of the world you're listening to but if you would like to order those supplements from the food-based supplement company cytoplan that my father has been a consultant for for 20 plus years now really my dad being dr mark draper who is a general practitioner but also a micronutritionist lecture guy that's been fascinated by trace elements and micronutrition in particular if you would like that discount which is i believe 30 percent up front 10 percent thereafter the discount code is draper10r at cytoplan.co.uk so it's D-R-A-P-E-R, my last name, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. And Cytoplan is C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N. That's cytoplan.co.uk. So I hope you are well. Hope things are good, whatever part of the world you're listening to this. And hopefully things are starting to subside and we're starting to get back towards normality, whatever that may be. And just seeing people having fun, being humans, getting outdoors and enjoying life because it's a temporary ride, isn't it? It's been a strange year, year or so. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. If you could rate it on iTunes or whatever you'd like, that's fantastic. Whatever platform you're listening to it on, it's on, I believe, 12 platforms or so now, including Spotify, as well as the big one, iTunes. And if you'd like to follow me, it's eddraper81 on Twitter, ed underscore draper81 on Instagram. I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK. Look, it's like a little delve a little bit deeper, get some understanding of, of the lessons perhaps that we learn from sport as we're all sports obsessed still around the world, aren't we? Thank you guys. Have a good rest of the week and goodbye for now.